0: Hello guys, it's Justin and welcome to another episode. So this week is another interesting week. A lot has happened. But before we start, um, I just want to let y'all know that if you guys want to subscribe and you're not subscribed, at the end of this episode, if you like what you hear, definitely do that. And then also, help us grow the show. If you enjoy the show and you love listening every week, share it with a friend. Share it with another friend and share share that episode with another friend. Just keep the cycle going so more people can find out about the podcast. But this week... It's another good week. I'm joined with my friend Alexis, also known as my most liberal friend. <laughs> my most liberal friend that I know. Hi, Alexis.
1: Hi, hi everyone. My name is Alexis, as Justin says. I guess I'm liberal. I don't really see myself that way. She know. says
0: she's moderate. I
1: feel like I'm moderate, but everyone tends to tell me that I'm their most liberal friend. Right. But I'm Alexis. I'm a current senior at the University of Texas at Dallas. I'm studying healthcare studies with a minor in public health. I'm mainly passionate about reproductive rights and maternal health and wellness and sexual violence. So those are the topics I care a lot yeah.
0: about. Alexis is like very passionate and like very smart. Like she's very <laughs> driven. So I thought this should be perfect for this episode because she'll definitely have interesting takes to say. And I wonder if you'll agree with me today.
2: We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll just have to see. There's
1: actually something I'm going to talk to you about from a previous episode. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Do you want to say that now or say Oh, okay. It? Yeah, we
1: can we can just get into it. Yes. and Just dive right in.
0: So Alexis actually has a gripe with me. She heard one of my more recent episodes mm-hmm. that I did with Melanie. Yeah. And she texted me and said that there's things that I said that... <laughs> <laughs> we're either inappropriate or we're so, wrong So it was whatever. something
1: along the lines about hookup culture. And you were talking about a friend you had who went on like a Tinder date. Mm-hmm. And then she said, or the guy asked them to come back to their place. Right. And you're like, yeah. And then the guy expected more to happen. And you were like, she should have known that that would happen. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, my problem is that no, you don't owe anybody any type of sexual activity. You don't, she doesn't. So... No one should assume that just because you say yes to one thing you're saying yes to everything mm-hmm. else. So that's the main thing I had to say about that. Okay, I
0: didn't I didn't mean like she should know what to expect. I think she should like be aware of her surroundings and how dates go. Um, I think that anybody would be in a precarious situation if you're in somebody else's place and yeah. then you're watching TV, maybe you're Netflixing and chilling and then things start to happen and you're confused. I think that in any situation people, especially if you're above 18, you should mm-hmm. know your surroundings and know like what it I means agree. to like enter places that you're uncomfortable or may find yourself uncomfortable mm-hmm. in. So I guess when I did hear that I was like, hmm maybe some people might take, take that it. the wrong way because yeah. I'm not like a problematic guy that thinks like, I oh I, a woman should Expect that this should happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, definitely. There's things that I've said on the podcast that I'm like, hmm, scratch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's in my head up like man maybe i didn't shouldn't have said that but i think it's important to bring it up again because mm-hmm. of course no woman should feel the need to like
1: because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i don't i feel like there's a culture that dates or seem to be transactional because someone pays for your meal you're expected to do something but if you want someone to do something for you you should just ask mm-hmm. so that's i guess going in on both sides if you're unsure what a situation may entail ask if you're expecting this or that and other and if you want something from somebody and you don't know if they Know what you want from them. Just hey, be like, hey, do you want to do this? Because mm-hmm. clarity is key. I,
0: I believe and you, is and that's good. why I think that we should eliminate. I don't know if this is my hot take of the week. I say it all the time on the podcast, but <laughs> we should eliminate one side having to pay for the meal. If both of y'all are on a date together and you have the funds to go yeah. out to dinner, both of y'all should pay for what you're eating. So
2: I agree. It should not be on one like person. It should
1: be a pressure. Like let's say if you if you clearly say I want to take you out and treat you, then sure. But if you go go, I don't think it should fall on like the guy necessarily. To pay for a meal, mm-hmm. it's just you know whoever can swing it that time, or whoever's making that first ask to invite them mm-hmm. out, and they're like, if they're making it clear, like, oh, I want to make sure I cover this meal. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too much. It shouldn't be something to think about, right? Because
0: that's why that's meal. why men. Feel like they're owed something because it's like I paid for this, mm-hmm. I bought you this, I gave you this. But we are actually, you buying those things? Because we talked
1: about that in my gender studies class last semester. So mm. basically, like in the fifties when casual dating became like more mainstream, um, a lot of parents were hesitant to let their daughters go on dates because they would they assumed that the boys would expect the girls to do something if they took them to a movie, if mm-hmm. they drove them somewhere, and they kind. Of, there was one book that was like written about this phenomenon and basically alluded to dating as prostitution mm. because. The girls were given something, so they're expected to do some type of sexual service. Which is problematic. um, Yeah, it's problematic. And that kind of carries on into today's... With some people, if they're paying for a meal, they kind of expect something back. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, there's women who expect to just get free meals. And everyone loves free meals. Right. So that's yeah. the thing that's Everyone the thing that's a why premium. a lot of people
0: go on dates but maybe we should change maybe this is my hot take of the week mm-hmm. we should change what a date is a lot of times when you imagine a date you imagine yourself across the table with yeah. a guy at a fancy dinner or maybe not even a fancy place mm-hmm. but at some kind of dinner change it up maybe a walk it's weird a walk the park. <laughs> I or, mean honestly
1: <laughs> there's so many ways that you can spend time with somebody like mm-hmm. one of my close friends was telling me that her and her boyfriend scheduled a cuddle date because mm-hmm. she read this study about how cuddling kind of just makes you healthier in okay. so many ways like mentally um emotionally and i don't know about physical ways but more just mental so like setting up a cuddle date that's free well the
0: <laughs> thing with cuddling is that usually people that are angry aren't cuddling so <laughs> the chances true. are that it's gonna help with mental health yeah. whatever you know but yeah but this week i have a few things to get mm. off my chest i don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to sure. go first okay i'll
2: go first <laughs>
0: So Off My Chest is a segment where we get to rant about things that are going on with us. So again, if you guys would like me to read something that you'd like to get off your chest, email the podcast and I will read them on air. So what is it, Alexis, that you need to get off your chest this week?
1: It's I guess it's something I didn't realize before. I'm a college student and coming into college, you kind of expect it to be a movie and mm-hmm. i feel like all students kind of had that going in they think they're gonna have that, like, that big group of friends and always people to connect to especially if they had such a great support group back in high school right. and i kind of did think that going into ut dallas and i have made really amazing friends at ut dallas but it's not the same i guess i thought it would be the same and i didn't really i guess think about this so i was sitting with one of my co-workers and just talking about mm-hmm. it and we both felt like we just lacked having that strong group of like girlfriends mm-hmm. and we are both sexual health educators so we were like talking about like the different condoms to students and then we started talking about like our own sex lives and we both like, kind of looked at each other we're and like wow it's <laughs> nice to have someone to talk about with this because all my friends mm-hmm. are friends with my boyfriend okay. and the issue with i have with that is i don't want to say something about my sex life to them mm-hmm. and make him uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then vice versa so it was nice just i guess having my one sex friend right. <laughs> to talk about <laughs> these things with and Right. It seems so taboo too because you never know what people people's comfort levels are so I guess what I'm getting off my chest is (laughs) have a friend that you know you can talk to certain things about You know that's confidential that's clearly your own friend not somebody you necessarily share with somebody else Mm -hmm.
0: because everybody has like groups of friends that Mm -hmm. you tell certain things to I have a group of friends that I don't tell certain things to Mm -hmm. just because I feel like friends give you certain things like for you I go to you for advice because you give me different advice about certain things another friend might give me great advice about a different aspect of my life and I think it's good for everybody to have a balance Mm -hmm. of friends to vent to I guess but yeah interesting take (laughs) but my my take um is different something that I'd like to get off my chest is this whole idea of the holiday season so Mm -hmm. for us what I see a lot of times is the holiday season starts in October Um, whenever you want to love on your significant other you start doing that on Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. but my thing is with this idea of generosity A lot of times during the holiday season we see homeless people and people feel the need to donate or give something to somebody that doesn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. And this idea of giving to the less fortunate, it kind of gets on my nerves because You know, three hundred sixty-five days a year, there's homeless people. But you feel that during this one month is the time that you feel that it's necessary to donate, just because it's this idea of Christmas cheer. You know what I mean? It doesn't excuse. It's not genuine. It's not genuine because you're only doing it because it's like the season. Tis the season to be generous. Is there a season to be generous? I don't think so at all. That's my thing, and it's annoying to me.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. The holidays are a very interesting time for a lot of people. Like I know I used to go through holiday blues because I felt like the way my family spent the holidays was not living up to the expectations i saw mm. in the mainstream <laughs> right so i felt like okay we're not doing this right mm-hmm. and there's just so many aspects to it. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on like parents to make sure they're giving their kids, you know, or keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. on that aspect. And then giving, like, are you really giving because you care or you're giving to look good? Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree yeah. with that because homelessness is a huge problem all over the country. It is. And there's like, you see it all the time. It's like in UTD, we see homeless people like all around Richardson mm-hmm. and most of the time people are ignoring them. But when it's December we want to go give them give them five dollars
0: but like in March why not not
1: do that every day because need never ends
0: exactly in March when you pass a homeless person you just ignore them and don't have a second thought about it but in December uh, let me give you a dollar or yeah. I, it's just stupid. And then also when you brought up like Christmas and stuff like that, my issue also with the holiday season is this idea of capitalism. As mm-hmm. soon as November 1st hits, oh, all the Christmas the trees are here, all the sales. Mm-hmm. But is that what like being around each other in the holidays is about? I don't think so. No. My favorite holiday to this day will always be Thanksgiving. Same. Yeah, oh see? my gosh. Wow. We're agreeing on wow. polar office. <laughs>
1: I say this all the time. I uh-huh. love Thanksgiving because I just feel like it's removed from all of that pomp. Yeah. Because like, with Christmas, I feel like, especially when I was really into like watching YouTubers, like lifestyle YouTubers, and they post that uh what I got for Christmas haul. I found myself like comparing, uh, comparing to them because I was just like, well, I didn't get this. Is so my mm-hmm. lesser than that? And, exactly. Like, it, and it's not healthy. And like I realized that the most, or I guess the Christmas I love the most is the. Christmas I got the least Really? Yes And that was last Christmas My mom just gave me socks Okay I thought you said
0: She wouldn't give you anything No she just
1: gave me She was like do you need anything I'm like oh I I need some socks Uh But like I had a great Christmas And that was your Christmas present? Wow I I love those I'm wearing them right now They have Pokemon (laughs) balls on them And Uh it's great
0: That's interesting So
1: Yeah I I, I guess I started realizing Where I would where i need to put my priorities or what's important to me and it's being around my family mm-hmm. and just loving on them and them loving on me and that doesn't necessarily that doesn't need to be translated in material good exactly
0: because i'm not a materialistic mm-hmm. person at all i don't i could care less about all that stuff i feel like i'm blessed to have a family yeah and there's a whole holiday that celebrates family togetherness and food mm-hmm. like sign me up yes. so i feel like people should prioritize less christmas and focus on the yeah. things that matter because material es- stuff like gifts cars money especially
1: with christianity because jesus wasn't oh, born in december oh great here we like, go i'm gonna still go to mass so here we go. On Christmas go here we go i'm gonna be there in the front row with my mother <laughs> exactly but like you know that's the truth <laughs>
0: right so that's that's what i need to get off my chest what do you guys think about this whole generosity thing christmas and capitalism am i right do it do you agree do you disagree let me know So now that we're done with Off My Chest, I think it's time to transition. Mm. I know, right? (laughs) to, uh, To one of our stories so a story that i saw today alexis was about instagram i don't know if you heard about it instagram starting next week is going to hide people's likes and the ability for people to oh, yeah.
1: i heard a little bit about view this people's likes
0: mm-hmm. controversial a lot of people have a feeling one way or the other what is your take on this
1: um i feel like they shouldn't for the reason like a lot of people's jobs are on instagram mm-hmm. and brands wanting to work with them it'll be harder to kind of see their analytics if their brand could get their product out on that person's page. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess each individual person will still be able to get the likes that, like, see the likes they get, mm-hmm. but I think feel like that's a little weird i don't know like, well
0: what is the purpose of instagram to post pictures yeah. of yourself your family mm-hmm. food whatever it is you want to post and just have other people that you follow see it yeah. so what is the point of like registering likes is it to see how much i guess interest the post generated yeah. or what
1: I, I think it's mainly especially now when there's like a lot of influencers on instagram mm-hmm. is to see the engagement if you like how many likes you get because you can see how many followers but a lot of your followers can be bots, bots you know mm-hmm. but like if your ratio to likes and followers kind of correlates you can see how much engagement you have with your post right. and I guess I wouldn't necessarily change because I'm assuming that you can still see how many likes you get on your own post but seeing I feel like also if you seeing your friends like something will kind of encourage you to like it you know what I mean? Mm, I guess yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, like if, or if you notice like oh this like let's say you're on like a brand page and mm-hmm. you see your friends also likes this brand. You're like, oh hey, they know about this too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of find that cool to see who likes something. Right. So i I feel like we should keep it, but I could see why they would want to take it away in terms of like people having, I guess, comparing their likes to other people, mm-hmm. or feeling they need a certain amount of likes to feel worth. It's validation. Kind of,
0: yeah. It's validation. I think that a lot of people. Okay, a lot of people are going to think that I'm a hypocrite, but I don't care. But a lot of people look at Instagram as a sense of validation. Like, Mm -hmm. if my post doesn't reach this, like, I'm trash. I don't don't necessarily agree with that. What I agree with is, like, based on how many people like my picture, that's how many people saw it. So if you didn't like it, you didn't see it. You know what I mean?
1: I can see that, too. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but the influencers are definitely going to be mad because Mm -hmm. that's how they make their their money. money. And it's It's, weird. I
1: find it unfair for them because... Again, that's a lot of brands when they pick influencers to work with, they look at their engagement. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that is through likes. They also like they have the ability to send like their analytics that you would see if you have a business page too, but mm-hmm. like it's easier right off the bat to see like hey, this person has 10,000 followers, but they get like maybe 2,000 likes per post. Right. That's a pretty good like engagement ratio. Mm-hmm. So,
3: hmm.
1: it's gonna be a little harder for the people who actually have followers that are organic versus people who have just bought followers right. to get. If the same that's what you're measuring, like, who yeah. to like go
0: to for your brand yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's I Some, a little weird. It is weird. Somebody told me that Instagram is doing this because they don't want people like building brands and making money off of their platform, so they're like getting rid of the middleman and brands are not have to having to go to Instagram instead of the individual influencers for brand stuff.
2: Interesting. So this
0: is now brings up this idea of capitalism and how. How much money is enough money? More, like yeah. that's what it is.
1: Once you get a taste of it, you're never gonna want to stop. I don't know. Especially if you like, I feel like when you're you're gonna increase your, I guess your means of living. Mm-hmm. Like, the more money you make, right? You know, if you're getting tons of money, you don't necessarily need to be frugal. True. And you're True. Start wanting more money. Mm-hmm. Want to eat the more money you get. Yes. But also, still spend it. Yes. So. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. I'm Yes. Assuming.
0: Of wealth. <laughs> Speaking of that, a show that I watch is called Explained, and their third mm-hmm. season does a whole episode about billionaires. So if y'all are bored and you need 30 minutes to watch something, watch that. I found it so interesting. This whole on like, It's on Netflix, by okay. the way. Yeah, this whole idea of rich people continue to be rich because mm-hmm. it's easier when you reach a certain level to continue building wealth. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. And like you can create so much wealth for the next generation after you too, and mm-hmm. still be balling out today. Get into like, it. I think about that a lot with like YouTubers because yeah. I, I engage a lot. A lot with YouTube so I see a lot of these I guess influencers who started small but now are big like example of Shane Dawson mm. I don't really like, care much for Shane Dawson same but he has a lot of money and still pretends he's poor which is interesting
0: he pretends he's low-key how
1: so whenever he does stuff with Jeffree Star he kind of makes a lot of self-deprecating jokes he's like oh I can't afford this I just saw the price of this and I'm shocked no no sir it's
0: kind of been kind of a way of rubbing it in people that really don't yeah, have money and spaces
1: yeah, some people still follow it and like it, obviously. Like, I think his palette sold out because mm-hmm. Oh, he, people... Shane
0: Dawson does makeup? Oh. Okay, <laughs> so he Jeffrey did something Star. with Jeffree Star okay. or Morphe, to mm-hmm. my understanding.
1: I don't follow him that closely, so I could be saying something completely wrong, <laughs> right. but I don't really follow don't him. Don't attack
0: Alexis if she's wrong yet.
1: I'm sorry, I don't care for your faves. <laughs> I don't. I hope he's not your fave, to be honest. There's better people. Oh, that's just bad. That oh,
0: great. I'll edit that out Don't worry
1: I don't care if they Like what is He's not gonna pop me He could sue me Hopefully he doesn't do that Right Nothing to give him
0: Can't control that
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah It just He's one of those people that present themselves in a way to re- to maintain his relatability. Because mm. um, that's a big thing on YouTube. Because you're going to want to watch someone who you feel like you can relate with. Right. Um, other YouTubers are not so good at this, like the Ace family. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's okay. You don't okay. want to watch them. But they're a very uh-huh. bad family vlogger channel on YouTube. Okay. And they, just, they do a lot of crazy things. Um they think they're relatable but they're not wow. basically mm-hmm. um, you can look into them It's, it's well my question people. is why do
0: so many people obsess over the Kardashians because I don't relate to them I don't have their <laughs> See, wealth their so money it's
1: interesting to me because I do watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians from time to time but mm-hmm. it's more of like it's something to keep on in the background mm-hmm. when I first started watching them it was, I think it was in middle school and it was on E mm-hmm. I don't really know why I started it. I really can tell you like I don't have a reason but right. I kept watching and it was I think it was the drama, mm-hmm. like, the, fake the, drama the fake drama that they drama. you drama it was it was interesting i was like okay odin cheated on chloe and something like that oh okay tea and then now on twitter seeing all the jokes about it i always like want to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. so you get that first like that first heap and tea from the show right so it's not really i personally don't idolize them but i do give them props for certain things because chris jenner is a great business right like she did the thing and she's her daughters are doing the thing so like like props to them mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see that but oh what yes. I do like is Kylie's channel on YouTube oh great no <laughs> I that's okay. where
0: I saw it. rise and shine I
1: didn't think that was that funny really I, saw it. No. I, I don't know why I, I find I it so funny when I watched the video when it came out and right. it just really went over my head mm. until I saw all the memes about right. it like, I, see the, I see why it could be funny but right. you know, when I first like heard it I was like okay she's just singing to yeah. her channel
0: but that was weird just putting on the it was like a <laughs> two second thing
1: like, <laughs> but I, I really enjoy Kylie's channel because like she just seems very personal Personable. Like the way she comes across mm-hmm. to me, anyways. I'm not saying she's not problematic. Like she's done things. Her whole family has done stuff. Right, that's that their people. I don't know if they'll change, mm-hmm. but like her channel, like is a very good representation of herself and her brand. And I do like watching. And it. That's
0: probably a big reason why she's being so successful. Yeah. Because. People relate to her whether she's rich or not. There's yeah. something about these people that people are drawn to, mm-hmm. and they keep wanting to purchase their stuff and support them. So yeah. whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. They're,
1: they have some relatability to them. Like it's not like they're they are rich and they acknowledge that, but they're not like pompous about it in a weird way. Not, well, I mean, they, they were always
0: like rich, I guess.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the Kardashian like. The actual father, he was a lawyer, mm-hmm. like, before the fame came in with reality TV. Right. I don't remember if Chris did anything besides being, like, a wife. A wife, housewife yeah, or whatever. Social life. Yeah. And then they just got wealth, depending on who they hung out with. Like, they just put their, their, their names Their social out.
0: climbers. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, I mean, it, if it is,
2: what it is. Whatever. Get the bag. <laughs> my, my theory
0: on the Kardashians and why they're so prevalent today is because whenever Kim got with Kanye, mm-hmm. Kanye is so... A part of the culture mm, that, that you can't take true. him away no matter what he does so when she married him she tied herself to the culture yeah. and that's why they're not going anywhere anytime soon like
1: i see that yeah
2: <laughs> anyway
0: we went on a whole time yes <laughs> <laughs> about the kardashians sorry about that and y'all know i don't really like the kardashians like that but anyway my second story that i wanted to talk about is solange i don't know if you heard about this Solange, um, on an Instagram post, she wrote a whole thing saying that she's um, breaking up with her husband. And her husband she's been with since 2008. They got married in 2014 and they divorced or separated this year. Mm. So my idea is that whenever somebody is with somebody for a long period of time before getting engaged to them and then marrying them, I think that's a red flag. I think that's a red flag. And so there's a reason why you okay. didn't want to marry them like within a couple years. Because okay. think about engagement. I feel like when people get engaged, like I feel like max it should be three years and then you get married. Mm-hmm. So what is it and why is the reason why you don't want to like Finally, like tie the knot and like get I married. I think I
1: agree with you to that point. Okay. Because again, this is I'm going to bring up YouTube <laughs> so much because you see a lot of things on there. Uh-huh. So there there are people who make like couple channels or couple of vlogging channels, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they end up breaking up. I think there's just well, with YouTubers, there's an added pressure of people like being inserted into the relationship because they're putting it online. But right. you do see people who have been together for years and maybe they get engaged but then someone starts stops wearing the like the engagement ring. There's something that else goes that's there's something else going on mm-hmm. there. So I do feel like there is Either, like, it's it's easy to rush into things, one, or say in something that's not beneficial to you and not really realize that working on it may not help mm. it. So I do feel like it is, you know, you kind of know when it's time to get married to someone and you would know if it's a good match. Yeah. And... It's it's that versus, okay, this may not be the best match, but maybe I can
2: turn it into the best match.
0: Exactly. What so, are you waiting for is my question. Because yeah. look at any like celebrity couple that has been engaged or with each other for a long period of time before they got married and then they're no longer together. There's a lot of them. Jennifer Hudson, she was mm-hmm. with her husband for like engaged for nine years. Who's engaged for nine <laughs> years? And then they got divorced <laughs> Like, or not even I divorced, they separated, also, like, last Kate year. Also, Kate
1: Middleton and um, Prince William, they were together for, like, seven or eight years before they got married, mm-hmm. too. I do think if you don't have the means to get properly married and like, the way you want, I understand waiting on that, mm-hmm. but if you do have the means to do it, then if something else holding you back, that's when it's a mm-hmm. little okay. There's a reason. There's something else going on besides, you know, there's something there. There's a reason. Yeah.
0: Interesting, but, yeah, what did I want to say about that? Yeah, that's all I have to say. Another story that I saw, of course, I have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. People killing each other over...
1: <laughs> Popeye sandwiches! Yes! Oh my god. This is too much. Like, I've never had the sandwich. No.
0: David? Oh, he's sleeping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's in the background, but he's napping. <laughs> so, you here for support. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, yeah, I've not had it either, but I... people are killing each other over it.
1: That's, to me, it's just... It's so ludicrous. I, I just... I don't know, like, I've never been one person to, like, do things that have been very hyped up because I don't really like crowds, for one, so I don't really... If I see something, like, talked about a lot on social media, it makes me slower to try it. There's, like, this... There's a social theory about, like, laggers and why they lag. Mm -hmm. I'm a lagger. Like, I don't try things new. I'm not that Mm. first group to do things because I like to see... I like to wait it out and see how it plays out personally, too, but just... It makes It's just, I I don't know the exact story why that person was killed. I don't know if that person was trying to rob him for the sandwich. I don't know. I don't know the details. But it's just, no one's life is worth a sandwich. And Uh it's just, I don't know. Something needs to be looked into what's in those sandwiches. Like, what are they really putting in that chicken? for us to be going I'm so crazy nope. over the chicken sandwich. like It's, it's crazy. I'm not eating it? I'm, I don't eat their chicken sandwich. Oh I go to Super Chick uh-huh. and it's very good.
0: Yeah, and the, it doesn't taste like Christianity. No one's gonna kill
1: me over that sandwich. God forbid. Like, my parents have not come to this country for me to be killed over a sandwich. That's
0: stupid. Oh this is dumb. Gosh. But the reason why I brought that story up, weeks ago, whenever the craze first started, Janelle Monet actually said something. Mm. She tweeted something to the effect of y'all over here fighting over Popeye's sandwiches, how many of y'all were in lines to vote? And yeah, Ooh. people tore her ass up for saying that nah. because they said that equating that with eating like food, a commodity with voting is not equivalent. It's different. And it I is. kind of agreed with what they were saying because you can't really judge a person's reason to vote over chicken because do you need a driver's license to vote? You I, mean, I mean, to like, eat chicken. No, you don't. Like it's let people let people enjoy things. But I guess she, people were saying that what she was saying was anti-black.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily... Well, I can see how could people can see it as anti-black mm-hmm. because black people tend to have lower voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also stereotyped to like chicken exactly. more than other groups right. of people.
0: But white people, are all, aren't they eating the Popeye's chicken sandwich too?
1: I don't... I guess they are. <laughs> I mainly only follow black people okay. on Twitter for main reasons uh-huh. because they don't post stuff about Trump. Mm-hmm. Um But my white counterparts did, so I unfollowed them. Oh, great! I mean, another
0: topic for a whole other day.
1: (laughs) Take that as you will. But um, yeah, I curate my feed, Mm -hmm. so I can see what how people could like make that stretch. But at the same time, celebrities do need to understand how what their words can be like how they can be twisted. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think she meant it as that
0: i know i i I don't want to judge her intention Mm -hmm. but i think that what she said is problematic i will say that she did come out and apologize Mm -hmm. and say why it is that what she said is wrong
1: because there's so many reasons why people or people of color in general have lower voter turnouts particularly black americans and hispanic americans mm-hmm. because especially with hispanic americans too they're one of they're going to be the largest population group in this country very soon mm-hmm. but they still do not vote in the numbers that they have and there's reasons for that they're being barred from the polls exactly and like as i can say with texas especially cuz there's been always been a large amount of hispanic and Latinx people here and black people here there's different depending on what part of texas you are they've created laws to stop people from voting mm-hmm. they've made it hard to let people vote and even depending on your job if you're an hourly worker it's not the opportunity cost of leaving to go vote is not going to probably equate you making that no to it's not your family. and people
0: don't think about these no. things there's like so many places and barriers yes. to voting and, and we need to change that and
1: even now like to vote in collin county is a low-key annoying like anytime a change happens you have to send it to the office the office it's <laughs> I mean, okay, so they can get your information, but they may not send your vo- uni voter card in time for the polls. They may not... You know, there's so many little things that you need to prove. Is that, that intentional, though? I kind of feel like it is. Because... Mm yes it can it's can be annoying for everybody regardless of your race but there are certain people who have the luxury of time more than others right. to be waiting on things like that or to go down to the office and be like hey i sent this in where is this mm-hmm. and they have an online system that you can check in on it but it's kind of faulty like mm-hmm. you can yes, yeah you can put in your like your information and you may get a result you may not and you know, what's the point of having a system if it's not going to be like a good system? Exactly.
0: I'm of the belief that, and I hope whoever's the candidate on whatever side agrees to just have a voter.
1: Vote holiday. A voting holiday, yes. yeah.
0: Yes. Why not? I
1: don't because they just don't cuz they don't want us to vote. We're actually in my public health class. We I take a course called public health and society mm-hmm. and we learned the statistic that even if the majority of the population wants a certain law well passed, if the upper 1% doesn't want it passed, it's only a 30% likely chance that it will be passed. That's crazy. So, it doesn't I mean, yes, go and vote. Your vote matters, but also just be mindful of that. Yeah. But there's money there, there's money trails in Washington and that's why things are the way they are. Because, Always
0: If we celebrate Columbus Day and people get off school for that, we need to have a voter voting day or whatever. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Okay, so the last story that I have ties perfectly with our main topic for today. I know you heard of it. Um, On a podcast um, a couple days ago, T.I. went on a podcast and he said (laughs) some wild stuff. So I don't know what they were discussing and what the context was, but T.I. brought up the fact that he accompanies his daughter. His daughter is 18 years old, to my knowledge, to her gynecologist checkups, which is crazy. And the reason why he goes with her for this checkup is to see whether or not her hymen is intact. And Alexis, you know a lot about all this stuff, so you can go ahead and like brief people on so what exactly
1: the hymen the hymen is this kind of lay. it's not even a layer it's more like a membrane in the vaginal canal so think of it kind of like a scrunchie people there's like this terminology called popping the cherry mm-hmm. right so when someone has sex for the first time their cherry will pop there'll be blood mm-hmm. so that's more rupturing the hymen the hymen doesn't truly ever break because it's going to be there it just stretches mm-hmm. and like changes shape or repairs itself that's what it is and having sex for the first time doesn't necessarily break your hymen either or rupture your hymen you Mm -hmm. could ride a horse and rupture your hymen you could insert a tampon and people's hymens some of them are really strong you could have sex and it won't break for a while so it's very it's very very dangerous to place such value, virginity
0: on, on a, hymen. a
1: hymen, and it makes me mad because there's so many cultures around the world that place so much work inside a woman's vagina, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand why. And it's
0: our culture specifically. I find it problematic that mm-hmm. not even first of all what he's doing is problematic i think it's kind of an invasion of privacy yes on the podcast he also mentioned that in order for ti to see the results of the hymen checkup the daughter has to sign a release Mm -hmm. for ti to be able to see that and then on the podcast he also mentioned yeah whenever i got the results i was like doc let me see my results and it's like my results placing his weight his his property
1: it's Yes, you are your parents' child, but you are still your own person. Mm-hmm. And testing to see if the hymen is intact, that's a myth. Like, you can't properly do that. Like, all those, there are doctors out there who claim, like, I can see if your hymen's still there. They're lying to you. Mm-hmm. That's not scientifically proven. It's not factual. Well, anymore.
0: why Why the father go? If she's going to have somebody go with her to her appointment, why not the mom? Why does it have to be the dad? See, he
1: feels like he has ownership over her body mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know T.I.'s life. I don't really know what he does. I know someone on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know called, what he does. Like someone on. I mean, he does music. He's a rapper, yeah. Yeah, I, I, besides <laughs> yeah, I don't know right. what he does day to day. Someone on Twitter referred to him as Groupon Dick. So oh, great. I'm assuming he gets around. So yeah, I, he
0: cheated on his wife. I'm
1: assuming it's him. Feeling that women are behaving a certain way, so he has to police his daughter, mm-hmm. so she doesn't behave in that way. He right. is thinking about, which is still ludicrous in general.
0: So he goes to all this length to, just to find out whether his daughter is having sex or not. My question to you is that why not just sit your daughter down and have a normal conversation with your child? He probably
1: doesn't feel like. He- he can believe her and on that same token why would her, why would his daughter feel safe enough to say that to her father if he's willing to go through all this as well that's true
0: and kind of like mm-hmm. not forcing her but like influencing her to like hey sign this release so i can see the results it's and it's embarrassing think about the daughter as well yeah. everybody knows her business now and yeah I, like
1: who yeah like <laughs> did he even think like he doesn't think. He, he doesn't I don't care. Know, like, because this is, must be so embarrassing for her. Just to have your laundry aired out like that. I'm assuming she doesn't. I mean, I don't know what his daughter thinks. Maybe she willingly <laughs> did this and it's like, oh, I want my Maybe she's brainwashed. Ten. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, if she did not want any of this, it's very sad that he felt like it was his right to share this i don't know if he thought this would be a good parody moment that we'd all just clap for ti no yes thank you sir and
0: the girls that were on the podcast were just hee-hawing and laughing like (laughs) i'm like it's not funny
1: (laughs) (laughs) i need to find this podcast ladies
0: like i don't want to even promote them but it's called ladies like us so miguel's the singer miguel um his wife and the wife's friend has a podcast so yeah
1: wife. yeah I, i just I really like Miguel, so I expected his wife to not not be well, laughing. Boo-hooing.
0: I'm trying to like relate with them because I also have a podcast, mm-hmm. and if you have a guest that's saying controversial stuff, are you going to be like shut the shut the head up? Are you what are you saying? Or are you going to like feel uncomfortable but still want them? You to, could yeah. yeah. People
1: do laugh when they're uncomfortable, but also I guess it just depends on how bold you are with that. Because mm-hmm. like you could be like okay, explain that further. What do you really mean? Because sometimes people might say things and. What they say may relate something else than what they intended. Mm-hmm. So it could have been. I, I don't think it's one of those situations, Ti, but there's all there's situations like that that you may misinterpret someone's intentions. Yeah, and just more clarity is needed before you, you know fry them up. True. <laughs> you don't you can't fry just like them up.
0: get no. on somebody. You know, you have you know? to like sometimes wait a little bit. Yeah. But the problem <laughs> I had, people were agreeing with what Ti was oh, doing because their um, reasoning was that women are out here wilding and all this stuff and. <laughs> That's another problem I wish in you
1: could see my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day. One day I'll have the coins to get a video feature on there. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. But um, they brought up this idea of... You know how people say that we don't allow men to explore their sexuality? Mm-hmm. But I also believe that we don't allow women to express their no.
3: sexuality.
1: No. There's... There's a lot of gender role constrictions on both sides, I will say that, but we don't let, let we don't let women express their sexuality without labeling them things like slut mm-hmm. or loose, just very negative terms, and it's very sad because like there's a lot of cultures that bar women from even experiencing sexual pleasure because it's seen that they're just vehicles for baby making. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see that. I don't think. People now... There are a lot of people who do think women are starting to wild out. It's not them wilding out. It's them realizing they have the power to say, Hey, I am in control of my body. (laughs) I know what I like. I can explore that. And
3: And and I'm going to talk about it. Because
1: having these taboos around topics around sex... It makes it dangerous, for example, STDs, not knowing how to protect yourself against that, not knowing what consensual healthy sex looks like. Mm-hmm. There are so many people I've worked with who have been victims of sexual violence simply that because they don't know what consensual sex looks like. And you'd be surprised how many students are not, like um, I teach at UT Dallas, mm-hmm. have been in, in situations where they realize, oh, that's not consensual sex, but they wouldn't know that because if their parents are not talking about it, mm-hmm. we're not including it in the curriculum at school, where are they going to get this information? Right. They can look at porn, but porn... Pl- displays very 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 it's a fantasy it's a fantasy and it it just instills ideas of what sex should look like but honestly it's also very catered towards men Mm -hmm. so it expects women to kind of be performative in like a a piece of me yeah that's not what that's not what sexual intercourse is going to be like, or outer course, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You know, outer course is <laughs> Justin. No, explain. So outer course is sexual activity when there's no penetration. So this could be like mutual masturbation, okay, grinding, um, groping, touching, petting. Just as long as there's like no penetration. Intercourse is when there's penetration. So that could be coitus, vaginal, penile, or anal. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever or, you like. Yeah. Also, some oral sex can be intercourse too, and or some oral sex can also be um, outer course. Abstinence is
2: also abstaining
1: from <laughs> yes, sex, yeah. but also the key thing is abstaining from sex with another partner. So you can master debate and still technically abstinent because it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abstinence, there's no risk of STD or pregnancy, right? But depending on what you're doing for out of course, there's a risk of STD transmission.
0: Okay, so this is what we're talking about today. There's Alexis.
1: condoms for all those things, you guys.
2: <laughs> Alexis
0: is here to teach us about all of this stuff because I'm over here shaking my head. uh-huh, uh-huh Out of course, okay. Yeah. Learning something new every day. That's what I love about doing this. But yeah, this is what we're talking about this week. We're talking about feminism, we're talking Mm. about all the stuff that Alexis mentioned, just getting into all of it. So let's start with feminism. Alexis, I feel like feminism is a dirty word.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: It, people have this idea that feminism is like this word that, oh, I don't want to be associated with it. Don't label me as that. And I just want to ask you, like, why is that term like so?
1: There's groups of people who have turned it into something ugly. Mm-hmm. Either they feel like some, there are some people who I feel like can radicalize and that make people view feminists in a certain way mm-hmm. or there's also people who feel like feminism isn't for them. For example, when I was growing up, I didn't really feel like I could be a feminist because it seemed like a very white woman centered thing mm. and kind of is in some ways. That's why I prefer the term intersectional feminist because I feel like it's more inclusive of all types of women, whether they're uh, cisgender, non-binary, well, trans. Well, some
0: people or, listening might be like what is all this term that so she's So
1: cisgender saying? means that you, um, the sex you were assigned at birth Correlates with the your gender identity. So I'm cisgender because I was born a woman, but I also still feel identify. like a, identify and feel like a woman. Trans, you are born you're born um, something else, but you identify with another gender. Non-binary means you don't really fit in the gender binary, mm-hmm. so you feel you're more gender, in between. Yeah, or just, you're gender fluid. Okay. Or androgynous. That's also those are all different terms. Or agender. You may hear people use that. Mm-hmm. It's um people just use what they feel most identify, but gender expression is a spectrum. okay. on the end of the spectrum is female and male and non-binary is kind of floating in between.
0: So so, binary is male or female yeah. if you're not then not you're bar- on the spectrum somewhere, somewhere
1: between wherever you feel like it fits you okay that's kind of how it is mm-hmm. but there's biological sex which is male or female but there are people who are hermaphrodites who might have different genitalia or different like hormones that express and that's nec- that's not necessarily a, like a bad thing medically it's just sometimes that happens so there are a group of people there are groups of people out there who express both of those um, I guess phenotypical you know, things mm-hmm. and it's how they want to identify as well so another thing i will will say about gender is you know there's always kind of like this idea that you always should know what gender somebody is like you you know when you're walking Mm. down the street and you look at someone you're like "Hmm, i'm not sure that's that's a man that's a a woman yeah Yeah. don't worry about that Mm. like it's nobody's business like we shouldn't play so much I guess emphasis on what's going on under their clothes like it's not gonna affect the way they interact with you well
0: Alexis let me tell you this there's people listening there's people Mm -hmm. in the world that believe that all of this is binary this fluid this all of this is just a made up thing and people are going too far with stuff people no if you read comments people believe that the LGBT community is coming up with these terms and just making everything crazy and they're like Adding letters to the LGBT every day and just making it more complicated than it actually is. But is it is it more? Is there more to it than just male, female, and nothing in between?
1: There is more to it, and honestly, these things, these ideas, have been around for centuries. But a thing called colonialism mm. and Christianity came involved. I'm a Say Christian. Yeah, yeah. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the way Europeans brought the the religion to indigenous peoples all over the world made their own cultures kind of put to the back burner. So there's cultures around the world that already had third gender or third spirit in place. So these these ideas aren't new.
0: So what's happening now? Why is it that we're seeing it more and more this time around?
1: People are understanding that they can express themselves more safely than it is in the past and i think that's good to creating language for what's going on with them because before it like i believe like sex homosexuality was seen as like a disorder to like the 1970s mm-hmm. but people are understanding that this having these feelings or it just identifying that way is not meaning something's wrong with you you're mm-hmm. just different mm-hmm. and that's okay and it also
0: helps that most some of this stuff used to be categorized like as a mental illness yeah. and now it's we're not, learning that it's not it's, and that it's, it's just it's, a part of human yeah, nature yeah
1: it's natural some people are just born that way and that it is what it is and it happens in nature too people like to use this argument like oh animals aren't um, lesbian or gay <laughs> no <laughs> animals are a lot of them are you can look it up google is free, or if you go to school and have like a library database you can find some nice peer reviewed scholarly <laughs> articles yeah
0: learn learn
1: how to research folks yeah yeah, and I think thing. people
0: just don't want to do the work. I think mm-hmm. people... They like when, to be fed by this Yeah. Thing. It's easy to say, this is a guy, this is a girl than it is to say, this person's binary, this, this person's cisgendered, this. It's like, people just don't want to do extra work is what I think mm-hmm. the issue is. Or pe- they just don't yeah, believe that People don't that like that learning because
1: having to learn all these things is kind of... You have to reflect on yourself and realize your own biases. And mm-hmm. people don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. To be able to adapt yourself to various groups and cultures, because this is cultural competency, you have to start with yourself and become aware of where your shortcomings are. And because you have biases, we all do, that doesn't make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. What makes you a bad person is if you're prejudiced against right. these people and you're assuming things because of what you think they are. Mm-hmm. No, or ignorant yeah. even, not wanting to do it's, the work and learn. I have learned so much over my 21 years on this earth. We all have <laughs> right. learned so much in our life times and you're constantly learning and changing things i might have thought in middle school i don't think them now because mm-hmm. i'm learning about exactly. myself you have to keep reflecting and seeing where you are as a person and being willing to learn and adapt to different people and groups that's just how life is yeah. if you're not willing to adapt you're gonna die
0: yeah that, that's no so i mean strange. it's true but like right in survival nature, yeah. the
1: survival of the fittest you got to adapt to your environment
0: it's true so we talked about feminism a little, mm-hmm. little bit what is your definition of feminism or what is the definition of feminism
1: so it is equality between the sexes men and women or gender it's gender is kind of like it's you know it's a spectrum Mm but the term is based on the binary like equality between men and women Mm -hmm. but the thing is with that men have been elevated to a status already. Mm-hmm. Depending on what type of man you are, right. it also affects the status you have in society, of True. course. But with women, I feel like people see women getting a lot of handouts for certain ways, but when a group has been pushed back so long, you have to elevate them up so it can be equitable. Mm-hmm. Same thing with racial prejudices. Mm-hmm. There's reasons why there are certain initiatives for black students, for Latinx students, for Native American students because we've been held back for so long. Mm-hmm. We're starting from nothing, a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So for us to get to that equitable level, there's things that need to happen to make that to make that achievable. Right. So People, I feel like they kind of get that mixed up mm-hmm. with feminism. It's, it's just promoting women's equality. Well, for us to be equal, we need to push women a little bit more, give them room to get into these spaces that traditionally were men, be- like just men before. Mm-hmm. And on the same token, we also need to give men some allowances too, because with gender identity, it's much more stricter on men than it is women. True. So, for example, anything. A woman would do that's more like tomboy, like or more like a boy. It's not going to be as frowned upon Mm -hmm. as versus a young man trying to do something more feminine. Especially in, especially being Nigerian, like I'm Nigerian, BTW. Yeah,
0: she's Nigerian,
2: (laughs) so. Uh.
1: Yeah, it's it's on both sides and it's expressed very differently on both Mm -hmm. sides. But those are things you also have to be cognizant of. Like, if your son likes to look at nail polish, you know, don't beat him for it. Right, Nail polish is cool for everybody. Hmm. It's pretty.
0: David, what do you think? I'm listening. David is our, like, our listener that we have here. Our third party for the podcast.
1: Yeah, David, jump in. He's a man.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I am. I I agree with most of what you're saying, if not everything. Mm-hmm. Like, feminism, I think feminism is really cool. I, okay, I, first let me <laughs> preface this by saying, oh yeah, I think it's very useful because like, I understand that be- the way society is right now, um, women are not necessarily at the same level that men are. And that's like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And in order, feminism is, the whole goal of feminism is to create an equal playing field, as you said. And so I think it just makes sense to have that in place, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but it's just like the way it's implemented. So so certain, certain things like I don't, I don't. know if I can think an exact example. Oh, an example
1: I think about is how they're changing tables in the female restroom, but not in a male restroom.
0: Mm, yeah, because really? people think that a woman's job to yeah. change, but
1: what like, about the dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like things oh, like there's that. changing
3: tables in men's restrooms. Not all. Not all, of them. Not all though. It's not, oh, really? it's not. universal. I've seen it sometimes.
1: It's not, and I know oh, plenty of young dads out there. Exactly. Yeah, like
3: <laughs> like for example, I was always thinking about this. Like mm-hmm. um, when I like when I think about um, if. If I grow up and have a kid, like, is it okay for me to bring them to the bathroom with me? Because like, who else will do that? Like, yeah, I mean, if might, it's like, like, a boy see, or girl or like, regardless, see, uh-huh. like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just, like, also
1: like a weird thing. I feel like we're yeah. putting a lot of pressure on gender and sexuality from a very young age, mm-hmm. and I don't think it should be that way. Like, yeah, like if, let's say we have a daughter and you want to take her to the bathroom. She should be able to go in the bathroom in the men's bathroom, right. with David, because it's a toilet, right. right? She should be fine. Like, okay, uh, she should yeah. see a penis. Well, there's
3: stalls, bro. There's stalls. Yeah,
1: we shouldn't. The human body is not something that we should necessarily have to tiptoe around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we should. I feel like we should teach kids about what's on their body so they know what's normal. They know how they should not be touched. They Mm -hmm. have language to describe things going on with them because if they don't, that makes them vulnerable. Exactly. So,
0: well, let me just say this. I believe that what you're saying is right. In order, you have to start somewhere in order to reach some kind of equality my thing is that men a lot of men are going to be mad at me for saying this but Mm -hmm. a lot of men are insecure the idea of a woman somehow being equal to or above men bothers men yeah. and we don't talk about that we not we i don't want to be in that conversation <laughs> because you're But like, not men, me. yeah a lot <laughs> of men are scared of a woman telling them what to do a woman making more money than them mm-hmm. a woman in a higher position than them women or men are scared of this and they don't talk about it that's why whenever we have this idea of feminism and you ask the guy on the street are you a feminist you hear I, 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 stuttering <laughs> what are you stuttering for all a feminist is is somebody that believes that men and women should be equal in terms of, you know, equal treatment. And I believe that if you are working the same job, you should be getting paid the same amount I as agree. a woman. I also, agree. when it comes to childbirth, if a woman is getting paid leave, a guy should also get paid leave too. Yeah. I think this country
1: is just terrible in general. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Yes, I, I truly do on that point, because it's, it's very sad that, like, there's this thing called the dominant group theory, mm-hmm. so, in America, the dominant group tend to be heterosexual white Christian men, mm-hmm. and to maintain that control, like, to be the king of the hill, they kind of have to suppress other groups, or that's the idea of the theory, mm-hmm. and... In typical, there there are various ways you can be a part of a dominant group. Men typically are a part of the dominant group. That will look a little different depending on what region of the world you're in. Mm -hmm. But if you're a man, you're kind of good to go in most places. So maintaining that dominance kind of does mean setting laws Mm -hmm. and policies that help you stay in power Mm -hmm. that tend to have consequences for everybody else. Y'all hear that? that Y'all
0: hear that? This sounds like systematic Oppression. <laughs> Oppression. What? The same thing I said about men being fearful of women being mm-hmm. above them. White people are also fearful of minorities either being equal with them or surpassing them. That's why them. there's so
1: much rhetoric about immigration right now. Mm-hmm. There's also why that's why there's so much rhetoric about um, abortion right now coming back and trying to repeal. There's there's reasons why these things are happening. It's not it's not because of morals. Mm-hmm. It's not because of religion. It's because it's suiting people at the top of the hill right now. Right. So please, just don't be a sheep. <laughs> don't be a she. Right. Sheep, and girl. I love everybody. I, I love I
0: love the guys. I love my white yeah. listeners because I do have white listeners. Yeah. I learned that
1: everyone can be an ally, <laughs> an ally. So please, if you're a white person, don't feel like you're a bad person. Yeah, definitely. You're yeah. a bad person if you're prejudiced, and that does not necessarily have color. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't. See Prejudice, but you can feel racism. Oh,
1: you yeah. can feel it all the time. Oh. I actually had an interesting conversation mm-hmm. with one of my professors. The other day because we were just talking about stereotypes and she was telling me she's uh she's a white woman okay she was telling me about um one of her neighbors is a nigerian woman so she like went to talk to her like when she moved in mm-hmm. and the woman was kind of standoffish and nervous talking to her and later she found out from another neighbor that the woman was like sorry about that because she didn't want to come off rude but she just never had a really good experience with white people in this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. so she wasn't sure why my professor was talking to her like if she wanted something from her she was trying to report her for something mm-hmm. so like they're friends now but but like it's it's nice to see people kind of cognizant of their space or how things are like how life looks different for other people. Like she was telling me about her daughter. She's mm-hmm. dating a Hispanic young man and okay. he looks darker than her uh-huh. and he snuck into their house one night. And the thing that got my professor mad was the fact that the young boy had to like skateboard over in the middle of the dark, mm-hmm. you know, to their place, and she's like, you realize your boyfriend's not white. He's an Hispanic, brown-looking young man. If mm-hmm. the police officer were to stop him, mm-hmm. like, something could have happened. If they had a trigger-happy neighbor, something could have happened mm-hmm. to him, too. Yeah, because
0: maybe she lives in a white neighborhood, yeah. and if they saw like, Hispanic, whoa. And if
1: some, like, she, the girl knew who was coming over, sure, yeah. But that doesn't mean other people are hip to that either mm-hmm. and so at first the daughter didn't think it was a big deal till her mom started giving her articles and stories about how people are just losing their lives for breathing and just wow. being yeah. just being a person existing. And, a color, existing and i really like it was i never heard a white person kind of like Tell me that they understand that this is a thing. So it it's re- very rare. It's re- It was rare and refreshing because it kind of like expressed her, like, I feel like I always have to constantly filter myself being a black woman. Right. Or if I'm out with David, if I feel like he's doing something to draw attention to us, I'm just like, you gotta stop that because you don't know who's around and mm-hmm. what they're thinking of us. Because people are just there's so much stereotypes going around, right. and I just don't want to die.
0: Right. Because you know? I'm sure y'all were cognizant because this is our second we're recording in a different studio today. <laughs>
1: So before we
0: relocated to a different studio, I was in this location mm-hmm. that is monitored by a policeman yeah. and the place that I'm recording at, um, is like, um, out of business for the day, I guess. Yeah. So the policeman came up to David and Alexis and said, Hey, what are y'all doing here? And I'm sure you were cognizant of, we yeah. are two black people at night. Mm-hmm. Like
1: we had hoodies
0: on with hoodies on, mm-hmm. like People are going to feel yeah. suspicious. I
1: turned on my white voice. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, we're here for a school project. I'm <laughs> this school, This campus is closed. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to alert my friend right now. I literally coined my I'm going to alert my <sighs> friend. We'll wait outside out here. Uh-huh. I was gesturing a lot. Yeah. Smiling. Trying to seem as unthreatening as possible. It's so
0: stupid that we have to do stuff like that. I don't believe in the whole it's white stressful. voice, white voice idea. I'm not gonna put on a white voice for you. This is just how I talk.
1: Right? I do talk like <laughs> this, but it's just I go a little higher uh-huh. with authority figures with weapons. I, oh, will, I will say that. <laughs>
0: but yeah um, th- this whole idea of diversity I was gonna say is also mm. like scary for people who aren't minorities like mm, when people yes. hear diversity it's like oh no people are trying to take stuff away from yeah. me," or people think that it's unearned you're putting these unqualified people in positions that are taking away spots of people that worked hard to get to where they are
1: there's a lot of things people in the dominant group get that aren't unearned mm-hmm. as well <laughs>
2: so no
1: that's just what yeah. thing, if you know nepotism. someone yeah nepotism is a thing it it's always been a thing. Look at monarchies. Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
1: that was the first woman government a lot of civilizations have. It's been a thing in this country, and it's still a thing. Why is Trump, his whole family, in the White House in various positions? Mm-hmm. Because they're related to him.
0: Look at Hollywood. Look at all these actors. If, you're, if your dad or mom is a famous Billy actor... Billy Ray
1: Cyrus. All his kids yeah, are famous. Exactly. And that's fine. You guys get your bag. You use your connections. But... To diminish someone and say that their race or ethnicity is the only reason why they're able to enter this space it's, it's hurtful. Just, it's so disrespectful and hurtful, and it's dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. It's like all these different ways of prejudice—they're they're like cousins of each other. It also kind of reminds you of the white savior complex, mm. how people in the white people in the West feel like they can go to Africa and Asia, and how we can't help ourselves. So it's they so gotta annoying. Help us
0: and people don't even know about Africa at all they think Africa's no. giraffes and yeah. gorillas oh and my
1: gosh it grinds my gears it grinds my gears I hate gears. it And, and then when they, people be like I just went to Africa bitch tell me what country can I curse on this yes okay, bitch tell me what country <laughs> like where yeah. and they say the country okay what city they're like oh I don't remember how do you not remember what
0: city you they, went to a lot of people like think that Africa s- is a country it's, so it's not <laughs> it's a continent with countries y'all get and it together
1: cities, there's cities there you got.
0: <laughs> people have to cities, learn cities towns like and then they feel like whenever they go and take a picture with some black little boy,
1: oh, I'm oh saving the lives. I have so many opinions about global aid. And kind of, honestly, do you think it's like a colonialism Not a lot. Mm,
0: yeah, I think so. Well, the problem I have is with them espousing their religion onto these people and going for like a mission trip to spread Christianity. They have their own religion. Yeah. Why are you spreading your, your stuff on these people?
1: In- it's not only that, like that's also a part of it, but a lot of these NGOs go over there and they help the people, but it's not really, it doesn't really help them because they have to be there and they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. If you're sending aid over, a lot of times it's not sustainable aid. It puts out local businesses that were already providing that service because why would you pay for something if you can get it free from the West? Right. And it's really destructive to the local environments over there. Like, for example, mm-hmm. um, Tom's Shoes. There's so many local shoemakers tom's shoes put out of business because why would you pay for something if you can get it for free exactly but it's not a sustainable source because is tom's always going to come and deliver those shoes to the kids no No.
0: if they decided tomorrow you know what we've done our job and we've delivered enough shoes so
2: we're good y'all
1: aid has become a big business and it's very sad because the people were seeking to help and i know a lot of times in the west it does come from a good place Mm -hmm. but it's not truly helping the people in those countries like did you know haiti has the most ngos per capita in the world
0: really and they're Mm -hmm. still they're
1: still and it's crippling
0: them with what we we talked about i love (laughs) how we go on these mini tangents all the time but But sometimes everything's
1: connected yeah
0: it's we come full circle all the time on here but one thing you mentioned earlier about your white professor and Mm. her daughter dating a hispanic guy i thought you were going to go in an entirely different direction Mm. with that i thought you were going to talk about people not being comfortable with their children dating outside of their race. Because I'm gonna do a whole episode about that. Day. Because we have to talk about why. But this is not the episode for that. Yeah. I'm just I'm just giving y'all a little teaser. But anyway. But um sex ed I guess.
1: Oh um, okay. So <laughs> uh uh-huh. what do you wanna ask me first? Well
0: I wanna I wanna talk to you about sex ed in Nigerian culture and (laughs) not not even Nigerian culture but in general and why people believe (laughs) why people believe that if you talk about it people are gonna do it and I think that that's wrong no
1: the opposite is true studies have shown that The more you talk about sex, students... Like, students... Or people in general having, like, sex. Mm -hmm. But the more you talk about it, it's not encouraging students to have sex. Mm -hmm. It's kind of taking away the excitement and taboo around it. So they're less curious, in a sense, because they already know what's going to happen and what to expect. So that's not the thing. Hmm. But my... Okay,
0: were you going to say something? (laughs) Yeah, it's not
1: bringing. So my sex talk with my mother... And preface, my mother is pretty liberal compared to Nigerian mothers of her... I guess generation. <laughs> yeah, that's and, good. Uh, so from what she told me was basically this: don't have sex. Okay, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's just for having kids. It's just about the men. Don't have sex.
2: <laughs> don't you're, have. Sex.
1: Oh, and then she said, "Your prayers are more powerful when you're a virgin." Mm. And I was like,
0: "Wow!" Now, this now she's corrupting the Bible.
1: <laughs> I was like. Uh, Okay thanks mom <laughs> I love you mom. I, she's the with, this you know it's not coming from a place of like a bad place mm-hmm. oh so I love her and we've talked about this more so so she understands those things she was saying are, can be pretty damaging and for a while when I started having sex, of course I didn't tell her mm-hmm. and when I found when she finally found out I was oh, no. I, oh <laughs> the way she found out was quite funny because uh-huh. I kind of just picked my battles here first she found out I started drinking okay because she offered David a drink uh
0: huh and oh was it a test
1: no <laughs> <laughs> she she literally offered him a box of wine coolers. She's like, like please take hey. <laughs> and she's like and he's like I don't drink and I was like so since she offered it to David I was like oh, okay everyone can drink right uh-huh. <laughs> so I tried to take when she got so upset with uh-uh. me and I was like me and David are the same age right we're both under 21 here why are you offering him <laughs> at a drink? this point she was like because David's a man wow I, so I took David's wine coolers and I actually bought. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> brought it back to where we were. our friends were hanging out in Houston that uh-huh. um so they were really good mm-hmm. sudden house sutter house I think you know yeah, home. affordable yes nice. <laughs> good brand great if you're into drinking wine coolers. Uh. um so that's kind of where it started where she realized oh my daughter drinks and she goes out sometimes and she started asking if David sleeps over it in my apartment sometimes and mm-hmm. I was over-
2: like I'm not going to
1: lie to you sometimes. You know, sometimes she does. she's like, okay, well, I hope you're not doing anything. I'm like, nope, I don't want to get pregnant. I mm-hmm. want to get my degree. She's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Always mention education. Yeah. As long as you mention that, J- you're good. Just sizzle that in. There was one day, I think it was last Thanksgiving break. She was talking about my sister and just saying, I hope she's, like, going to use birth control and when mm-hmm. she goes to see her fiancé. Your sister's
0: ten- older than you. My okay. sister's
1: 10 years older than me, and she already has one child, and he's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your
0: mom thinks she's a virgin, even though she has a kid, right? No. Oh,
1: okay. Actually, <laughs> my mom knows my sister. <laughs> me and my sister are very different people. Okay, She's a great person, but, like, she made decisions that made my parents crack down on me because oh. we look alike. they we were like, okay, since she did this, we got to stop Alexis from even having those mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It's fine, I'm okay, it's you not fine. She was just saying that she wants my sister to go back on birth control because she cannot handle taking care of two babies right oh, now. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like giving her suggestions about like what birth control she could use. And my mom's like, Wow, how do you know so much uh, about this? Are uh. you on birth control? And I just like, you're in the car. And I was just like, I can lie to her. But I was like, No, let's let's see what happens. Okay. I was like, Yes, <laughs> I am on birth control, yeah. mom. And she's like, Why? Why are you on birth oh, control? No. Are you having sex? And I was just like, I could lie, but I was like, I am. Oh my sex. goodness. <laughs> I, was, I told David about this afterwards and he was like, Why would you me this And I was just like, Yeah, I'm having sex. And of course my mom reacted not well. She's like, Shame on you for lying on uh-uh. me, shame, shame. Slut. Me. <laughs> she didn't call me a slut. Okay. She's like, You're having sex and you're using me she was just asking questions i was like, You're mad that I didn't tell you. But look at the way you're yelling at me right now and calling me shame. I'm not ashamed of anything I did. Mm-hmm. I don't feel regret, I don't feel shame.
0: Uh- the sad thing is Alexis, any any parent would love to have Alexis and David as their kids. Like these guys are like a like really good good people. Like I mean most Nigerians are that way. I would yeah. say
1: so. Like they they raised us in a way that we know what we cannot <laughs> do. realistically yeah.
2: uh-huh.
1: But and she she was mad for the car, right? But when we got to the place, she, like, came back to, up to me. and She's like, I realized what you said, and I'm very sorry I yelled at you. And I'm going to try not to be so crazy about things like this because, you know, you're my daughter, and I want you to always to be able to come to me with things. I was like, yeah, I do wow. want to come to you th- with things, too. But mm-hmm. if you're going to try to shame me for that, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you've been doing our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And I, like, told her the instances of in what she said these things. And she started crying because she just felt so bad because she – this was the way she was raised. So she thought she was doing – her best telling me this protecting me and i understand like her worry was i do something that i would regret mm-hmm. But i'm of the mind that i'm not gonna regret a decision i make sexually because this is not it's not just about the man i'm getting pleasure from this too mm-hmm. and if like she was like i didn't want you to do something with david and it not go well and he hold it over against you i'm like sex is not something somebody can hold over yeah yeah and that's that's not they don't have power over me Mm -hmm.
0: and I feel like Nigerians really have to change the (laughs) way they think about sex because it's warped it really is
1: but I can see why they think that because a lot of places like sex is used as a tool of war like rape is a thing they're worried about my safety and Mm -hmm. I I get that and I'm glad my mom cares about me so much, but it was just a talk I had to have with her and it didn't happen overnight. This is something building up years, literally. And so I can talk to her about these things now and I don't. I know I'm not going to get like reprimanded for it and she's learning from me and I'm learning from her and mm-hmm. it's better because of it, but it's not going to get that way unless we don't talk about these things. So that's really the first step is just opening mm-hmm. your mouth and feeling comfortable to mm-hmm. talk about and it. And
0: full circle moment, mm-hmm. feminism and sex... It goes hand Hand in hand. Sex is something that empowers a mm-hmm. woman, too. It's not something to feel ashamed shamed about because we mm-hmm. all do it. It's something that can make you powerful, yeah. too, because you're also I, getting, I, yeah.
1: That same holiday, I think it was Thanksgiving break, I introduced my mom to um, Why We All Should Be Feminist mm, by Gay. She, oh, my
0: no. Okay. Gay. Okay.
1: Um, we read it together, and it's like again, she started crying because she's like, I didn't realize I was letting your brother say these things to you, letting your father say these things to you, and I say these things to you because I thought we were helping you. I'm like, no, that doesn't help. What mm. helps me is you pushing me to be the best person i can be irregardless of my gender Mm -hmm. you know telling me i am capable of all things and i deserve happiness in all ways is how you help a child grow boy girl in between whatever yeah that's exactly full
0: circle moment Mm -hmm. again and honesty as well alexis i thought that was so mature of you to make the decision in your head no i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna tell her the truth but i wouldn't say for y'all to try that at home (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) Gotta test out the waters. Like, I felt comfortable enough in that situation because I felt like, you know. It's unlikely for her to pull over and beat me up. You mm-hmm. know? Not beat me up. Right. Discipline me. My mom is not abusive, you guys. She's a great mother. Um, but you just kind of have to know when things are the right time. I've been kind of timing this with her, generally understanding that I want to live a full life. And for that, that means I, sometimes I like to go out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to drink. Sometimes I have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I like to travel without my parents. Things like that. Yeah. I, let her, I let her onto these things little by little because, you know... A, where their kids. They yeah. want to be there. They want to protect us. They want to still feel involved in our lives and feel, you know, feel relevant. Yeah, because
0: I'm thinking of a listener that might mm-hmm. be a lot younger than us listening and being inspired by what we're saying be like, yeah, I'm going to tell my parents that I'm a cisgendered, gay, <laughs> this and that. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to feel confident to tell my parents. But y'all know your parents better than we, we know them. Yeah. So also like take it with a grain of salt and be careful as well. Yeah,
1: be put your own safety first it's honestly easier when you're a, at college away from home to do these things because you can leave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's also part of the reason like if I went to UH I don't think I would be as wilding out maybe now because it'd be just be my mom and my sister and my mom is more lenient than my dad mm-hmm. is but we'll see if I go back to Houston for grad school I don't think I'm going to change my
0: behavior <laughs> okay good yeah be you like that's that's the thing um feminism and everything is about being yourself being it empowered is. knowing who you are and also it's about us as allies to mm. also identify as feminists it's not a dirty word no it's not it's not it's um, account
1: there's accountability in it so just course. being accountable for your own actions how you can help and not harm those are just things everybody has to be cognizant of mm-hmm. um and being a feminist or intersectional feminist whatever term you prefer yeah
0: mm-hmm. ah, alexis I feel like we just came to a natural Mm -hmm. a natural ending. I think that was a perfect way to just bring everything together, educate, empower and inspire. Mm. And we did all three. (laughs) But thank you for joining me this week. And also thank you David for also like being our third party. I I really appreciate y'all like joining me on this episode. And this was I think a great episode. And I hope you guys learned a lot about what it means to be an ally, what it means to be a feminist, and what it means to be empowered and embracing your sexuality and in your life, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram is actually deactivated right now, but I will <laughs> But I will um, activate it just to promote um, Alexis's episode because I thought this one is a really good episode. But yeah, feel free to reach out to the show. Um, talk to me, email me, and all that good stuff. But for now, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the next one. Alright, so if you've made it this far, you are a true listener, and I do appreciate you. So you guys noticed that the episode isn't quite over yet. Alexis and I stuck around, and we discussed safe sex. So Alexis gave a PSA sermon about ways you can protect yourself, and we also gave some of our recommendations. So as you guys know, I am a huge movie and TV person, and Alexis enjoys that as well. So we discussed some of our favorite movies, TV, film, and books. So if you need a recommendation, you needed something to watch, something to read, that segment is full of recommendations so you guys will have plenty to write down but yeah i appreciate you guys for making it out this far and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode so there's something that you wanted to add about
1: sexual responsibility i want to talk quickly about that because i feel like there's just more to add um, so basically, I'm gonna say whatever sexual act- activity you do, please use protection, um, barrier methods. So that means condoms. If you're that doesn't like, you know, if you're doing oral sex, you can get an STD up here too, not right. just down there. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna talk about different condoms. Talk about flavors. it. So if you're doing oral sex, typically your condoms will be flavored. So they're flavored external condoms. External condoms would be condoms you would place on top of the penis. So those can be flavored, and okay. there's also flavored lubricants you can use, and there's flavored dental dams. So dental dams are used. People use dental dams. They like should. That? They Wow. Should. So dental dams are for like things like cunnilingus. So that's like contact between the mouth and the vulva, which is the outer area of the woman, um, external genitalia. Also
0: known as like getting eaten out, right? Yeah, okay. eating out. Liquid in the bowl
1: whatever Um, and then there's also analingus, which is like mouth to anus please use a barrier method for that they're also flavored anything that's oral should not be inserted into like the vagina or the anus because the like chemicals made to make it like flavorful should they can mess up your pH balances Mm -hmm. you're just not supposed to be inside you like that and then of course there's external condoms so there's latex and non-latex Use what you like, depending on what you need. And they they come in different shapes and sizes. So there's some who like have bigger like heads. So you want more pleasure in space. If you have wider girth, there's larger ones too. So, you know, just figure what out like works for you. Um, <clears throat> if you have a latex allergy, just don't use latex. There's so many other options. Don't Don't use lambskin. I know for a while there was only lambskin. like- I, I heard
0: of sheepskin. So I didn't know
1: sheepskin, lambskin, for a while, like that was the only non-latex option, but that's not the case anymore. There's many latex options that are just as effective latex so don't let that stop you from getting the condoms that work for you and there's there's internal condoms so internal Mm. condoms some people also refer to them as female condoms but you don't need to be a female necessarily to use them you can insert them inside the vagina or the anus if you so how does that work oh i can i can explain (laughs) it to you You can also look up diagrams online um but so they look they're kind of like bigger let me see if i can pull up a picture i might have some on my phone they're not open though (laughs)
2: okay
1: i had to make a sign for my job um Kind of just, I don't have the picture, sorry. But I had to make a sign for my job, kind of displaying what condoms we have available for students to use. But internal condoms are like bigger um, pouches. They are non-latex. And you can use them by inserting them in the vaginal canal or the anus. They have an inner ring inside, so you, if you're putting it in your anus, you would have to take it out. But how it works is typically you would like pinch the bottom of the condom and just insert it inside the vagina and down to the cervix, and it should be good. If it's uncomfortable, take it out and try again. It shouldn't be uncomfortable, but it works mm. the same way as a condom in terms of like you know read the expiration date, get your consent first. Whenever whatever sexual activity you do, please get consent. Yes, consent is an enthusiastic, sober yes from an adult. <laughs> That's able-minded, they understand what's being asked of them, and it's freely given, reversible, informed, and specific. So that is consent, you guys, in a nutshell. Love it. So that is basically how that works. And also with internal condoms, they could protect better against STDs that are skin-to-skin contact. So things like as herpes or HPV, which if you have contact with the open wound, you can get possibly get the... Um, STD. Mm-hmm. So the internal condom covers more skin, so that helps prevent that. And you can put them up into eight hours, like before. So if you have an appointment later, you can just <laughs> insert it in in the morning. Be good to go through nine to five. Meet your up with your boo or your casual boo. Yeah. And just whatever. Do your thing. Yeah. So safety those, first. Mm, safety first. And there's also finger cots because digital sex is a thing. So if you're fingering someone, rubbing someone out, put a condom on your finger. Is that
0: necessary? Some yes. people will be rolling their eyes. Yeah, and you like, can I roll your
1: eyes at me all you want but I don't want you to get an STD. I'm doing this for you. Yeah,
0: because if you... Don't is like, the biggest, like, health there, thing for people in our age range? Yes.
1: Um, 50% of new STD infections occur between people ages, I believe, 15 to 24. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half is in the elderly, funny enough. Wow. Uh, because they didn't get that education before and now they're wilding out at the nursing home. <laughs> um, that's... Like, I, I don't know if anyone watches Parks and Rec and they had that episode with yeah, sexual education. That is... That is very true to life, you guys. Oh, God, and I need
0: so, to, ask um, <laughs> to recommendations for stuff, too. We'll
1: get mm-hmm. there. It's very, very true to life. So, yeah, digital sex is a thing. If you're touching someone who may have an STD and you're unaware of, um, it can be spread, like a lot of STDs are spread through bodily fluids, so that's either semen, pre-cum, vaginal fluids, blah, blah. You will touch somebody's, like, somebody's area, wherever you're touching, mm-hmm. and then if you end up to touch your own area, touch your eyes, your mouth, that's how STDs spread to your eyes, your mouth, and your own parts. Oh, wow. So, hmm. please, be careful. Um, depending on, I don't know if you guys are all in school or if you're in a university. I know at UT Dallas, we do offer all these types of condoms at the Student Wellness Center. So, please come by um, and just grab each other. And it's need. free. It's free. It's free. It's free. So, a lot of colleges, I don't know about private, like, Christian universities, what they mm. offer. We they're need to a little, do a study. They're a little mm-hmm. different. Um, I've heard various things, but a lot of public state universities do offer some type of free contraception um, contraceptive options for students. So please just look into that because it's better to protect yourself. It's you know, if you do want to have any type of sexual activity, protect yourself first. Ask your partner about their sexual history. I would say, if getting tested as often as possible it just depends on how often you're having sex. Mm-hmm. So if you're every time you have a new partner, get tested. If you had unprotected sex, get tested. If you want to have a baby and you're planning for that, get tested early in the pregnancy. If you're in a long-term relationship, I would suggest just doing it at least once a year. Mm-hmm. If it's, um, you know, because some, some relationships, you may think they're exclusive, but they may not be. So, you know, if you have <laughs> your suspicions, get tested.
0: Okay, question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's studies about how often people in within our age range, or even people that are not within our age range, how often do people and are people getting tested?
1: I don't know any specific numbers, mm-hmm. but from what I could guess, it's I don't think it's enough. Mm. Simply because I know like statistics at UTD, about 11% of students are consistently using condoms with all their that's inter, um, intercourse but I don't know what the sample size for the study was so I would have to get more information on that but mm-hmm. that's a very low shockingly little number because students are having sex a lot like two thirds of college students are engaging in sexual mm-hmm. activity right. so it's very scary so please just you know protect yourselves and that's why the condoms exist for you to protect yourselves from S T D and prevent unplanned pregnancy it's so
0: funny we love free money we love free clothes but when it comes to free condoms, condoms. <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to touch it
1: please just please just. and if you're uncomfortable about talking about these things call up your local health office and just ask those questions it can be anonymous all these things I'm saying I know with my center it's all anonymous no one will know no one's gonna talk about you for coming to go protect yourself it's not a thing and also I will say with STDs having an STD does not make you lesser or dirty or worse of a person it just means you're unlucky sometimes that happens, some people get sick You can, as long as you get the care you need you can have a healthy, happy, positive life and sex life even if it's a curable condition mm-hmm. if you're managing your condition well you can get that taken care of there's, yeah. there's plenty of people who have HIV or HIV positive, they're able to have kids, have a um, a loving partner, a full, full life, full life, and they're fine because they're managing their condition. So please do not feel stigmatized or scared to get the help you need. If you suspect you may have an STD, but you can't really self-diagnose yourself. A lot of these STDs, even um, incurable or non- or curable, are asymptomatic. You may notice a difference in your body, but it just varies. So you really just need to get tested and need to know your partners or partner's sexual history as well, so you can kind of understand what to look out for. Mm-hmm. So. oof alexis
0: y'all she's the expert on all this kind of stuff like alexis like if you follow her i don't know if you want people to follow you but
1: yeah my instagram is epic <laughs> e-p-o-c-h that means like the capturing of the moment time of people ask me that a lot i guess it's not it's not it's not a, it's not epo. Oh, it's okay. not a common word i always word.
0: say epo every time i see alexis
1: a... i don't think it's an english word so i'm not really sure the correct pronunciation okay. but it's just epic of alexis on instagram so if you want to follow me there i will follow you back, mm-hmm. back i'll put
0: it all in the description david i don't know if you want people to follow you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay um the um, internet yeah, is scary I don't,
1: no <laughs> he said david said leave me out of this oh god <laughs>
0: But yeah, thank you, Alexis, for that. No so problem. the last thing I have um, is recommendations. So that's mm. film, television, and like books or anything. What are you like listening to or right, consuming?
1: Right now, I'm watching season three of Atypical on
2: Netflix. Mm.
1: So Atypical is about the show of, um, so it's following this young man who has, um, he's on the autism spectrum, he has ASD, and he's pretty high functioning. And it's him graduating high school, getting involved in relationships. Creating friends, but also dealing with being on the spectrum and his family and how it affects his family. And I think it's just—I really love this show. It's mm. like a drama comedy, a dramedy. And, dramedy. It's a really great show. I encourage everybody to watch it if you're just looking for something new to watch it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. um I also love Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. I've seen all
0: of season show. one and a little bit of season two, and I know it's now on uh, season four.
1: Season, season three. Okay, it's a great say. show, especially as like someone who's in sexual health education i love big mouth it's a great great show i encourage everyone to watch it at least one episode
0: and it's actually a perfect tie into this episode
2: yes, of the podcast yes, as well i
1: love yeah. big mouth so 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 good
0: any music
1: ah music I've been listening to you. Let me pull out my Spotify. Sure. I always love listening to Maggie Rogers. She's kind She's of She's white, like, right? Yes. Okay. She's from Maryland. <laughs> As uh, if that's
0: okay. relevant. <laughs> How is that relevant? She's she, white, right? Um,
1: she is a kind of like alternative indie sort of music... I, I never really meet people who listen to her but I actually saw one of her songs on Obama's playlist and I was like yes I knew oh, I knew she was that thank okay.
0: goodness for bringing up Obama's playlist because I don't think he's listening to any of that Damn. I think he had one of his woke assistants say you know conjure me up some list of what the kids are I'm listening I'm going to choose
1: not to believe that because that <laughs> makes me feel better about him liking Maggie Rogers too um, I also really love this um, Spanish artist named Rosalia mm, I, I, I like, like her I like her music a lot I listen to Burna Boy. Okay. Like, of Nigerian. course. Every night, Listens of to Burn a Boy. I like Rico Nasty. Mm. That's like my my babe. And I actually like Selena Gomez's new music.
0: Not interested.
1: That's okay. You're not but, featuring
0: it on the okay. podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fine. But I was here for it. And then Zendaya I, and just the whole the music. whole sound com, the whole soundtrack of Euphoria. I mm-hmm. do listen to a lot. Okay. So I really, really is
0: that good. another recommendation? Euphoria. Yes. Euphoria, the okay. show.
1: Um. I don't know how realistic it is to high school life because my high school life was not like that. No. no. I, didn't, I, went to, I went to school, church, and home. Um, but I do really like just the artistry of the show. Mm-hmm. And the costume, the makeup, cinematography. the Cinematography. Cinematography. It was all very good. It was very engaging. So I liked the show for that reason.
0: After I saw the first episode and all of a sudden I saw an exposed penis, I was like, what is this? And I dropped, <laughs> I dropped my phone. I was like, what? I didn't even know you can show on that TV. on TV. Yeah, but they, HBO shows boobs and butts but I've never seen an exposed penis. So, with
1: there. a lot of those actors, they have to sign off, and then just I think a lot of men, male actors, tend not to sign off on their penises being exposed mm. too. So mm.
0: get into that too. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. Yeah.
1: So I really love Euphoria. Okay. I love the the King, the movie on Netflix.
0: Oh wait, Timothy Chalamet. I'm jealous mm. of him. <laughs>
1: Anybody that knows me knows that
0: I disdain and I hate this actor named Timothy Chalamet. Because if you know me, I used to do acting in high school, and for the longest time, I believed that I would go to acting school and be where Timothy Chalamet is today. We're the same age we're just as talented <laughs> the only difference is I'm black don't, and he's
1: white don't don't lose hope just uh, to LA I know
0: I, honestly I will. I'm sure we'll talk about this later today but more on that later but yeah, yeah I, The King mm-hmm. is
1: such a great music movie I love historical dramas and I love war movies so anything around that it was really good like I encourage you to watch that. Movie it looked either. Game of
0: Thrones to me. I was like, Mm-mm. see,
1: but the thing with, with with the king, it's based on true history. Um, king Henry V of England and the Battle of Agincourt to end the Hundred Year War actually like, happened. Yeah, it actually <laughs> happened. Uh, so it's it's so good. <sighs> I love okay. intrigue and court thing. Maybe this is like the oh. colonialism coming into me because I'm so interested in British history. Really, and it's like me and my mom are like we are obsessed with the royal family and we like know everything that goes on. But is, I don't know if this is Stockholm Syndrome. I don't Let know. Me guess,
0: you also to watch The Crown yes uh, <laughs> okay I'll okay The Crown just because of the cinematography it's I'll start So it's,
1: it's very good oh and another show on it's on Amazon Prime The Marvelous Miss Maisel Ugh. you don't like it? I, <laughs> I, I, mean, I it's, love
0: it's to. not it's too like whimsy dibsy it's for me I don't know
1: <laughs> I'm gonna look that up in the dictionary but I if you like just comedies it's a good comedy. Like I really enjoyed it, and if you like period dramas too, <laughs> the costuming, the music use, the sets—it's all very good. Free
0: bag? Like, do you watch that? I no, watch
1: is that. It, I, I, I heard things strong. about it. Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. I'll be.
1: I'll I, I,
0: I have so much. don't have the time. Maybe I should actually. Oh, start some Elite shows. on
1: Netflix. If you like, Elite? if you like watching shows that are not in English, like I watch K dramas and Spanish TV dramas a lot because I'm trying to learn Spanish and I'm dabbling in Korean. I like languages, mm. but Elite on Netflix—it's—it's it's what. Really Riverdale should be, but mm. it's not. It's a least... No, Riverdale won't be <laughs> Riverdale is... I watch it, but I can't stop because I'm sorry and I need to know what happens, but it's trash. Um, and the new Charmed, I actually really like it.
0: The oh, Charmed. I know. I was shook that they put a black girl on there. Yeah. Shook.
1: Well, two of them are half black, actually. I'll uh,
0: we'll get into that too. So, oh, I'm having another episode about erasure of black culture and so, blackness as well. But
1: I think Charmed kind of does it in a good way because the, the new sister that comes in who is black and is raised in a black household... She n- always acknowledges that about herself and how it kind of makes her different from her sisters who are Latino, mm-hmm. and how the in- the intersections among that too. Like I really compared to the old Charm, like, old Charm is cool, but like I relate more to the new
3: Charm.
0: Uh, the only thing I love about Charmed, I love the show and I love the theme song. I am the sun and the earth. Stop. I am who I
1: am, and I want I forgot to the be way you used the to sing. <laughs> I really Just forgot. That. Like everybody else. <sighs> but I I like I really do like the new charm. I feel like it's they do like they do a lot of things that are like really pertaining or like really relevant to Like They had an episode about rape culture mm. and um, they had to fight Medusa and like the story, if you don't know the story of Medusa, she was cursed because she was raped by Poseidon and wow. it happened in Athena's temple and Athena's like, how dare you get raped in my temple and curse her to become a monster? So you wouldn't necessarily know that, but like they talk about so many great themes mm. that empower women, women of color especially too, which I really like. Yes, they are light-skinned, which is like, okay, <laughs> but you know... I
0: love how Alexis is defending that. They might be like but still give it a chance.
1: Yes, I know that's a lot of people because I do see the concern in that because there is colorism is real. But like I do enjoy the show, you know. And I also like mixed dish, and people are gonna like.
0: No, I know. I watched the. I don't know if you heard the podcast where I talked about it. I,
1: I did like, not
0: like that. I
1: like it, but I like the whole Blackish series. I enjoy oh, it.
0: Love Blackish. Don't like um, uh-huh. Grownish. Though.
1: I watch Grownish because I'm very attached to. <laughs> sure, sure, I didn't, sure. Sure. I, I call her Zara, but oh, like, okay. her name's not Zara. Yara, I had Yara. It. Yara. It's Yara mm. Shahidi. Mm-hmm. I think it's Shahidi. I think so. But I really like her as an actress, so I do watch whatever she's in. That's so cool. And I like—I just like all the characters in Grownish, like as individual people. Chloe like, and Halle, Halle. I love I their love music. I'm so excited to see *Little Mermaid*. I'm, um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna watch it. Not interested. I, I love Disney movies, so um, I'm going to watch that. Oh, and books—I mm-hmm. like to read. Yes,
0: Alexis has a whole. Um, <laughs> do you want me to plug it? My books uh, <laughs> My book,
1: bookstagram? Have, my book cigar- I'm so I'm so dormant on it because I've been in a reading. Lump, but it's called Literary Lex. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> but um, I'm really into fantasy and dystopian uh, novels. So, and yeah. Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. A Nigerian. Yes. Her new book is coming out in December. Please buy it. It'll oh, be a really, movie mm-hmm. eventually children of vice and virtue mm. it's about it's based in yerba mythology mm-hmm. um about it involves orishas and magic in a land loosely based off nigeria um so basically there are these people called the magi and their powers are taken away from them from a ruling class who felt inferior to them and but something's happening with their magics coming back.
0: <laughs> ooh mystery we mystery. love that and there's a Great. grand huh?
1: epic journey it's also if you like avatar the last airbender love that it. book is for you the
0: best not even children's shows. Like one of the best shows, period, of all time. So good. And by the way, that book, "Children of Blood and Bone," mm-hmm. the author, her brother, makes really good music. Yes, his name is uh, Toby Lou, right? Toby Lou. Yeah. yeah yes,
1: "Buff so. Baby" Love great it.
0: song, "Waterboy." <laughs> Sell, text me wait, yes, He makes great music. Really. So, if y'all need a music recommendation, they are, recommendation, such a they are like, and successful. Full,
1: like, when I found out there were siblings, my mind was, I was like, Of course, alone. of and course. One more book. And these are all fantasy. You can tell I like fantasy, but there's this book called Dread Nation by Justina Ireland. Mm. This book is so good. The world building is so amazing. What is the title of it video? Dread Nation.
0: Y'all hear that? It's so, y'all got so good. <laughs> y'all got a lot of some TV. Yes, movies. and the second
1: book is coming out in December as well. So.
0: Okay. Alexis Catch is just up. keeping us plugged in <laughs> on everything and So,
1: Justina Ireland is a black American author as well so you know read people of color yes. bro. Like, support I'm, our
0: black people
1: support 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 yeah. and all types of authors like I really like Jenny Han's books that um, To All the Boys I Ever Loved Before series oh
0: uh, I know that's a Netflix movie
1: it's yeah it's based on the book yeah. but the book is really good I usually don't really go for romance but that was the first romance I read that was actually relatable mm-hmm. and like just funny and witty and endearing like it's a very good series yeah. like I encourage you to read and this
2: she, book. And she's Asian, right? She's Asian. Support she's people of color, yeah.
1: Korean-American. And Nicola Yoon with her books, um, The Sun is also a star. It mm. became a movie. Yara Shahidi was oh, a movie. Great. But Won't it's But <laughs> it's such a good book. Like It follows the love story of a Korean-American guy and a Jamaican-American girl, but the girl is at risk of being deported with her family. Okay. And they have one day, t- they met together in New York, and they spend the day together, and they kind of learn about each other's lives. And it, it kind of examines... I guess pressures on his side of like where his upbringing being Korean American, he's expected to do things and her side with being an illegal. And well, I don't even want to call her a legal alien, just mm-hmm. being a leak coming here illegally undocumented undocumented and just how that affects her growing up and decisions her family's made decisions his family's made and also there's this there's a scene when they both go to a beauty supply store oh great Um, is it owned by asians it's owned by the voice family
0: oh wow yeah
1: and it talks about the history of korean americans and the um black hair business it's and funny. how it's a thing. Especially what's going on right exactly. now on Twitter. So it's really good. It's so funny you say <laughs>
0: that. We're on a strip in, in the studio right now. Mm-hmm. The beauty supply store is owned by
1: Asians. That's like. <laughs> when I walked in I was like, oh, is he black All <laughs> 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 Because it does matter. It, oh, and yeah. it's not to push anybody out or make my our Asian friends feel bad. But uh-huh. there's something to be said if there's one group profiting heavily on a beauty industry that's catered to us you know, why aren't we opening these businesses to help ourselves? Because mm-hmm.
0: so, we're not opening pho places and no, stuff like that. we aren't. <laughs> we're not opening anything. I love pho Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> we aren't doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's there's something to be said about that but those are all my books i keep talking but i love books. please read you guys reading is great
0: but yes we we gave you a whole bunch of recommendations hopefully y'all wrote everything down and we'll check it out but alexis thank you again for joining me (laughs) and if you made it this far in the podcast episode you're a real listener (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i'll edit this but you guys are real listeners and i really do appreciate you guys so thank you for listening and yeah thank you guys for joining and i'll catch you guys on the next one